Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cafe All Lit, um, season three, episode six, I want to say. I'll label it correctly, um, but I think it's, I think it's six. Um, as you saw, I say this every time, but you know, we're, we're doing bunny. Um, I'm always like, oh, as you saw in the, in the title, it's like, yeah, would think you saw it, you clicked on it, um, or maybe you're just kind of rolling through all of them, you know, in which case, Godspeed, um, Bunny by Mona Awad, I've had this book on my shelf for a little while, not, not a terribly, terribly long time, I think I, um, bought it last summer fall um i think i bought it not too long after i finished uh, the secret history or after i read if we were villains um sort of looking to fill that um academic murdery hole in my heart um and uh and fill that hole it it did um although it took me longer to start it than i would have um thought happens to me a lot but um yeah i was going to read i was going to start babel um the rf kwong book and it's it's probably like 550 pages um and i was I had access to the audiobook through Scribd coming um on on the on the twenty fifth and it was like the the twenty first or twenty second. So I needed something kinda shorter that would still like I was in the mood for something sort of academic and uh dark and such. Um and I picked this up. It was between this and the likeness by Emily Temple, I think the author's name is. Um, it was between one of those two, and I decided to go with this one. Um, uh, this was the first book I fully annotated with the sticky tabs that people use, um, and I'm glad I did. It's going to make this, I think, a lot better. Um, I definitely want to do that with all the books that I'm going to use on the podcast i think it i think it will be very beneficial in finding things um more quickly than i would otherwise um but anyway i read this and then i i started on babel and even before i started on babel i got to thinking i'm not going to use the audiobook for babel because i want to i want to really um dig in and annotate it and um i'm about i don't want to guess i just finished part one, book one, whichever one it was called, of, of Babel. It's about 100 pages in, um, and, and I'm really enjoying it so far. So um, potential, um, potentially next next week or the week after that, hopefully, um, I can have that ready to go on the podcast. Um, we shall see. I definitely want to do it. Um, I've been looking forward to reading that for a while, but... It's kind of like um, the secret history. I've hyped it up in my head so long that you know it, it took. I just had to. I just had to go for it um, because I, I tend to. I, I don't. If I have such high expectations for a book, I'm less likely to read it quickly because I'm afraid it's gonna kind of not meet those expectations. But um, I'm not as worried anymore now that I've started reading it. Um, but onward to Bunny. And this will be full of spoilers, as always. So if you have not read this, please, please go read this. It is a wild, um, drug-induced fever dream with moments of hangover. Um... Yes. So, starting at the beginning, because that seems like a good enough place to start. 
we get this first person narration. Um, and I, I immediately on the first page, I wrote um, jealousy or disgust because the way she's sort of describing the bunnies, this uh, that small group of of uh, four girls is um, is so mean and sort of petty that you almost have to think um, it, it, it definitely comes across as as jealousy um, and then the next page she says she introduces herself as Samantha Heather Mackey who is not a bunny who will never be a bunny and you know she's going to be a bunny you just it's going to happen um her friend Ava which jumping to the end like i said there will be spoilers Ava essentially means bird um Ava may or may not actually exist there's there's a lot of really fun um theories about about this book and uh, how much of it is is real, um, whether or not she's actually in a mental institution. Uh, I would say she's definitely got some sort of mental illness going on. People have um, suggested schizophrenia. Um, it's mentioned at one point. Um, I think she sees a pamphlet about schizophrenia or something, and uh, I think that's a that's a potential winner right there. Um, but so before too long, I get the start of the second chapter. Um, well, first of all, um, she has nicknames for all for all the bunnies. Um, the Duchess, Cupcake, um, Creepy Doll, and Vignette. Um, and her and, uh, Ava, who may or may not be real, um, terribly unreliable narrator, by the way, which I love. I love a good unreliable narrator. Um, my my book Isabella, which has also been um, talked, which also people have, who have read it have also said it was fever dreamish, um, and I, I I think they're right. I would I would say that's that's accurate. Um, also has an unreliable narrator. Um, Spoiler alert. And don't get me wrong. This is way, way better than than Isabella. But I, th I still think you should go check it out and read it. Um, But that's enough patting myself on the back. Sort of backhandedly. Um, anyway, so uh, Samantha sees the bunnies. And they wave at her and she she's through with she's just gotten through with her mental tirade about how much she hates them and uh as soon as they throw their hand up to wave she's like her hand just shoots up says my hand shoots up of its own accord before i can even stop myself i'm waving and waving um so just i got the sense early on that there's this this desperation to belong um, from Samantha. And I think one of the things this book kind of offered up when I was reading it, it, it seemed like there, um, the bunnies, as described later in the book, are basically a cult. They're even 
Ava even mentions, says um, that they're a cult. And I think that is very accurate. If even some of what this book describes is actually going on. There's also like some magical realism, potentially magical realism elements, which may or may not um, just be uh, Samantha's overactive or potentially um, ill-induced, drug-induced, because they're, I mean, she's taking drugs too, um, or their bunnies are giving her drugs, um, which I think that that's another point for the uh, whole um, mental hospital is the way that they're giving her little drugs um, described as Tic Tacs, um, which kind of gives the gives it a whole different um sort of feel for me um i lost my train of thought with all that um yeah so she gets invited to what they call the smut salon um and i at this point i, was, I just wrote a note and said sincere because i didn't know if they were um and, and within like a page or two of me writing that you know, Samantha goes through that herself. She's like, are they just trying to like set me up for something? Um, are they um, going to make fun of me, um, invite me over and not let me in? You know, is it is this some like elaborate sort of joke or something? Um, there's also this um, fairly early on, as mentioned, one of her professors, um, who she calls the lion. They had a sort of almost fling, almost romance, um, that sort of disappeared or dissipated rather quickly. Um, at some point prior to the start of the book, um, like a year before it, which is, um, interesting. It comes up on and off, um, Again, what she just sort of imagining that it happened, that like there was something sort of there, or was it was it really? Um, there's also um, a sort of comment throughout the book on. Um, like art school students versus like the uh, who, who all these like grad school academics over here in the uh, in the writing side sort of view the um, art school students who as like they, they sort of accuse them as being uh, see quote as fake poor and fashionably deranged um So you sort of get this this commentary on um, the pretentious, like the classic uh, dark academia satire sort of thing, on like how um, what's the word? I just blanked on the word, which is weird because it's a really common word. Um, I just think they're better than them. Um, they're kind of stuck up. Um, what they do isn't really like, you know, all that important. Uh, some of it could just, I guess they feel like um, the art school students are lazier. It's easier to do what they do, even though they don't necessarily do that. Um, but there's this sort of like, I think they view the art students as um, portentous, you know, um, through their own pretentious eyes. Um, so you, especially early on and like throughout the book, you get this sort of thing of Samantha is choosing between two opposing worlds, sort of dramatic shifts between um, the bunnies world and then the world of Ava. 
um, again, who may or may not actually exist. Um, but Ava is sort of uh, the anti-bunny in, in many, many ways. Um, you know, she wears like dark colors, smokes cigarettes. Um, you know, she's not overly excitable, whereas the bunnies are constantly hugging, chanting to each other, sort of like uh, the woo girl thing. Um, and they're like sort of totally seriously calling each other bunny all the time instead of by their names or like even individual nicknames. They're all just it's like, hey, bunny. Hi, bunny. I miss you, bunny. It's like you're standing right next to each other. You know, there's kind of like that whole thing. Um, but they are a very close knit group and they are also, I didn't mention this, but you've read the book, right? Uh, since they're a part of her, um, of Samantha's creative writing workshop, she's kind of the loner in the group. So there's like that extra sense of belonging, um, to the, to the, um, to the group, not just because of how the group is or because she's maybe lonely, but also, um, cause I guess she feels like she's being ganged up on or treated unfairly in some ways. Um, or her work is being discarded because it's so different than the others. Um, But this, there's this desperation to fit in. I, th I mentioned earlier that it, it just goes throughout the the whole book. Like she just consistently. I mean, I think I think all of us do this, or, or most of us probably do this at least some. Where um, someone says, "Do you like this?" and you're like, "Yeah, I like it," even if you don't. Um, and she's constantly doing that. We had a stammering conversation, which I prolonged by pretending to love Pilates. Um, let's see. What is this? Oh, they make a... Uh, the first time she goes to this smut salon, they make a drink. Um, they call it the Samantha or something. Um, and so she's just like super, um, says something breaks in me. The strange heart swell I felt when I first saw my name on the swan's wing, um, not believing it could be for me. Could it be for me? I think the swan's wing, I think it was, um, that invitation maybe. Um, and she doesn't really like the drink when she sips it, but she's like, oh yeah, I love it. It's, um. Well, actually, she doesn't, she doesn't go that quite that that far. Um, she describes it as a mouthful of dark acid. Um, but she's like, no, this is fine. Uh, and then she says, yes, it's great. So just that, um, just trying to please, which she does with pretty much everyone she meets. Um, and at the end of that, that chapter five, I just wrote, she's trying so hard to fit in. She's no longer herself or will be soon, I feel. You know, she's... Um, sort of losing herself, which again, if 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 she is um like schizophrenic or something, she is like sort of creating the illusion of these of these people, and they're not actually who they are. Um, which you kind of think like maybe, um, especially there's a scene at the end where they all come in. Um, to the um the place called they call it the cave, which is their writing workshop, and the girls are not like their normal selves. Um, she hasn't been taking her met like the meds for a while, whether they're her meds or just like there is a point in this book where she goes off of the pills that she's being given. Um, by the bunnies, whoever they are. 
And this book is super confusing, but it's so good, so well-written, so interesting. Um, I I think you could talk about it, postulate, just throw out ideas for hours. Um, I'm sure there are, I've never really been someone to go on Reddit, but I'm sure there are Reddit threads like crazy for this. Um, but at, at, in that scene near the end, they're all just sort of messed up in their own ways. And I guess if she's, if Samantha is not currently having some sort of, uh, break with reality and she's seeing them as they are that could be an explanation for that whether um again whether that's in a school setting like she is in um or whether she is in a facility um let's see I don't want this to be a terribly long episode, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, so they, the, the writing pieces brought to the workshop by the bunnies are described as being so dreadfully bad. And so, um, pretentious, but also like maybe they just have a writing group in the mental facility because everything is so described as being so bad that you're like, there's no way that this is actually, which again, that could be like the satirical element um, going into play here. Like they think their work is so good and maybe like um, maybe perhaps some of these um, schools are putting people up on pedestals, um, just for writing pretentious drivel, or maybe people when they get there feel like they have to write pretentious drivel uh, to to fit in. Um, the The author was, um, I believe, has gotten has has a couple of degrees from has um, like her MFA. And a PhD in, in creative writing, I think. Yeah, MFA in fiction from Brown University and a PhD in English and creative writing from the University of Denver. So she's writing something familiar. She's satirizing something familiar. Um, and so this sort of de- depicting this in a way that there's an app, there's a possibility that it is either an MFA program or that um, Samantha is in the mental hospital, the junk, like the comparison of those two things and each one being pretty much equally plausible. Now that I'm thinking about it, like putting those two against each other, um, is, is an very interesting, um, let's see. There's the whole weird stuff. Oh, I wrote on page 69. Starting, uh, there's a quote said, I look at my phone, nothing from Ava. I wrote, starting to wonder if Ava is even alive now. I wasn't wondering if she was real. I was wondering if they had somehow killed her off and we didn't know about it yet. Um, but looking back now, that's kind of funny. Um, uh there's a quote here, but mostly I do well with shame. Wow. Um, there's so much rabbit bunny stuff in this. There's this um, thing they do where they go up into like an upstairs room or an attic or something. Um, belongs to Creepy Doll, I think. Um, and... They explode bunnies with their minds, I think. I'm still sort of unclear on that, even after reading through all of it. And then men appear. Well, they call them hybrids. The bunny men. And um, they're not all 
all right. Like hands are so hard, bunny. You know, so, something that's a pseudo quote. Um, I know something very much like that. Is it? But they always they have so much trouble um, creating the hands. Um, I guess hands are really hard to draw. Um, I think art, a lot of artists. Um, I think one of the things that takes them longest to learn is how to really draw hands appropriately. Um, is there someone who can draw hands really well? It's probably a, a fairly talented um, artist, at least in the a strictly, um, I guess, physical sense, if that makes sense. Um, not necessarily, like you can be a very uncreative artist um, and you can be very good at technically, technical, that was the word I was looking for. You, can be, But if you're a very, I guess, technical, um, technically proficient artist, you can, uh, you, you can learn to draw hands. Um, um, I wrote on page 108, this novel is descending into a chaotic hellscape and I love it. Um, Kira's attic, a dollhouse room you have to climb a winding staircase to reach. This is where they explode the bunnies. There's a lot of really weird sort of eroticism in this as well um which is super interesting and i'm sure i would love to get like a psychologist's take on this book instead of a, a literature student like myself um, and i've got some friends who are psychologists or like and by that i mean they psychology majors got one in grad school one who's about to go into grad school um so i might i might see if one of one of them wants to read this book because I uh, I very much am interested to see what they would think about this. Um, and there's this sort of hive hive mind hive mentality that the bunnies um, put out, and by the end of chapter, like sort of in the middle of chapter um, fifteen. It just switches. Um, it switches from like first person I to first person we. It switches to a first person collective. Um, we can't bring ourselves to brandish an axe just yet. Bunny knows that. We have nightmares every night as it is. She's saying we, but she's referring to herself, not to all of them. Um, which is super interesting and it's just wild. Um, an event and like Ava shows back up, kind of pulls her out of the group into an alley, says, you do realize you're in a cult, don't you? Um, and I did write another note there. I sort of thought about this earlier in the book as well, but like the, um, there's also this sort of idea presented that um, of not only how easy it is to fall into um, being a part of a cult, but um, how that, how a, a very strong, an unhealthy, an unhealthily strong um, desire to fit in at any cost is, is, if you if you have a really strong desire to fit in at any costs and you don't really care so much who with or you just kind of end up in a situation like that, you can fall into a cult and it's so easy to fall into that cult and you can be all the way in before you even realize that you're sort of there. And I thought that was a, a very interesting idea that isn't like, I wouldn't say it's super explored in here specifically, but it, it definitely plays a part in in the story um but she breaks out of the trance eventually and she starts going going by i again instead of we um in her inner monologue um let's see she has a friend named jonah who is a poet or i i say friend more of like an acquaintance someone else who goes to the school who's um in the same MFA program 
but in a different workshop because he's a poet as opposed to a, uh, I guess, prose or fiction, whatever specifically. Um, I don't know how specific the uh, workshop they're in is, but he has a car he calls the whale. His name is Jonah. So I thought that was, um, that was interesting. Jonah pops in and out of this of this book a lot and um which is interesting he's sort of the picture of um he he, own, he owns he's come to terms with he owns his his mental illness um you know in in, in a in a healthy way like he's um been through what he's been through and he sort of learned how to how to manage it um of course it's not it's not necessarily something that gets better like, like completely gets better but like um he's found a way to manage it um at one point he said later on he says he doesn't go home for christmas because um or whether it's mineral mil, just mental illness or like addiction or like a combination of the two he doesn't go home because like for christmas he's like if i went home i would be drinking you know so he and that's that's something that's not good if you've got um issues with um depression and stuff which um i don't remember if it specifically says but that's what that's definitely um the vibe i get from him um or from the way that he's sort of described and talked about I guess, if that makes sense. But, so he's sort of like an example of like, Samantha could get to that point, you know, if she gets treatment um, for whatever's going on with her and uh, sort of learns to accept it um, and accept that she's going to have to work on it and figure out what she needs to do. You know, um, let's see, sort of looking for my tabs here. Let's see. What's home to you, Samantha? I wonder what's home to you. Ava. Ava's home. I need to get there. Um, so this is like... Ava has disappeared again for a while. And... Um, Samantha's crashing in this... Um, well, Samantha has like her own apartment. And then Ava lives in an abandoned house. Which Ava's not real. Um, even if you take the book literally, um, she was like, you know, how those men, those men were born from exploded bunnies or whatever. They were like transformed from bunnies or however, however exactly that madness works. Um, Ava came from a swan, you know, bird, swan. Um, I mean, her name means bird, like I said earlier. So it's just an abandoned house that um, that Samantha keeps going to, which is interesting. Um, but so uh, there's this chapter twenty three. Samantha is. Um, She's got like a really bad fever. She's got chills. Um, you know, she wakes up drenched in, in sweat and uh, she hasn't taken the the bunny pills, the bunny Tic Tacs in, in a few days or more at this point because um, she hasn't been around them. And for so she's detoxing. Um, from the drugs, I don't think she realizes she is detoxing, um, coming off of 
off of the drugs. Um, what's next? Skip ahead a little bit. Um, let's see. The truth is I saw nothing. The tall, watery form of the stranger with the black cloud for hair. A woman blurred around the edges. The dead. That's the end of chapter 28. Um, she's looking at herself in the mirror. Um, and at the time, I thought this was like maybe uh, sort of like depression or PTSD. Um but it could be something, something more, um, like a PTSD. Cause like when she's, when they're doing, watching these bunnies explode, they're covered in bunny guts or whatever, which again, I don't know if that's real or not, but if she's seeing that, that could absolutely traumatize her, whether it's actually real or not. Um, but she doesn't even recognize herself in this coat she's tried on, whether that's because of the coat or like, um, whatever reason it's maybe she's just sort of deteriorated um from whatever's going on with her that she just like looks like someone else or you know it could be so many things um and that's sort of one of the fun parts and aggravating parts about this book i think i give it 4.75 stars And honestly, that might be low. It might be a five star. I, I'm just trying to sort of reserve my five star reads. I'm trying to be a little more, a little more critical um, with my reviews. So, like, I don't know, man. I might have to bump it back up to five. It's, 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 it's right up there. Either way, um, I would say definitely the best book or fav most favorite book I've read so far this year um, out of 25. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, I've read a lot this year so far. It's uh, February. Well, it's just after midnight. So it's just turned just uh, dates just shifted over to February 27th. I've already read 25 books. Um, I read like 17 or 18 in January. So um, obviously not a sustainable pace. Um, and I'm, I do listen to some audiobooks. I haven't read, read 20, 25 books, but I've consumed that much literature um, as well as partially gotten through some other things, but back on, on task. Um, there's that weird scene, 245, um, chapter 33. Uh, who is it? Caroline, who is creepy doll? Maybe? I don't remember their names. Uh... I don't know. One of the uh, one of the girls um, takes her cardigan off, and she's got the words "Eat Me" carved all over her chest and arms. Uh, fresh scars. Um, some serious issues there. Um, I don't know how much I have to say about that scene. It was super creepy. And this is, this is like pseudo, I would say pseudo horror. That's not necessarily a specific designation, but, um, you know, it's definitely got some horror elements if, um, If nothing else. Um, 
And then the very last page, just going to skip ahead and then sort of talk more generally about the book again, maybe. Um, Samantha is um, either standing or seated by um, the by a pond with Jonah. Um and and uh, she sees a swan, and uh, she says, "Maybe I could do it again. Imagine her back. Live on the roofs and trees of my mind with another her beside me forever." Um, and then, of course, uh, she's trying to. She's it's just after her graduation, so she's graduated from the program. Um, she's got um. She's hanging out with Jonah, who's also just graduated. And he asks her what she wants to do. And she's like, sort of like, where are you heading now? I have no idea. The future is a question mark, isn't it? Might stay here for a while. But then he's like, no, I meant tonight. Where are you headed tonight? Um, So she's like, you could come with me. Or no. Uh, She says to him, she said, you could come with me if you want. And he says, sure. I'd love to, which is a very just sort of subtle, open ending, open ended sort of thing. Um, is he even real? The book just messes with your head in like the best way i'd say um the writing is just so so visceral you're like right it it draws you right into the the thick of everything that's either going on or not going on or everything that's at least going on in uh samantha's head if nowhere else and you know if you I hope you've read this if you if you're listening to this because otherwise half most of this is not going to make any sense. Um, if you've read this, it will make sense and not make sense probably because um, you're likely in a similar um, mental state that I'm in. Um, I, I finished it a few days ago. I've been sort of thinking, mulling it over, trying to get some semblance of normal thought um just trying to bring it all together and i I just don't know i've watched a few videos um on it as well um not a lot but like one or probably two three maybe four not even entire videos just like parts of them kind of trying to figure out what other people think about this um but i would I would love to hear um, the thoughts of anyone who has read this because I think there's so many ways you can in interpret um, just what happened in the book. Um, I think it's a given that the narrator is unreliable. I think that is the only thing that I know 100% for sure about this book is that the narrator is very unreliable. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything more to say about this at the moment. I thought I was going to talk more about the sort of book as a whole, but I think I've sort of done that in and out um, throughout the whole thing in a very disjointed and, uh, just generally random manner. Um, so if you've made it this far through this fever dream of a podcast episode, which probably made about as much sense as the book, um, but was perhaps less interesting, far less entertaining, then I thank you. Um, I want to read... I, I grabbed her um, newest book, All Is Well, from my local independent bookstore the other day. Um, I try to get, you know, as many books as I can 
from you know like that local bookstore or like um i buy a lot of used books um i do i do order some from amazon i'm not like a total like amazon is bad i refuse to buy from them type of person but i do try to support my my local shop um sometimes it just doesn't make financial sense for someone like me to do um if, if a book's 10 15 cheaper online then it i i i'll get it online but if it's if it's similar if it's similar in price within a within a few dollars five dollars or um you know whatever or if i just want it right then then um i will get it from that local shop um Lemuria Books in Jackson, Mississippi, by the way, really cool place, great selection, um, very densely packed, um, I was going to say very densely packed poetry section, but just very densely packed in general, um, I, I enjoy going there, it's very, very fun, um, just to be around that many, that many books and like a really good selection, um, there'll be more books at a place like Barnes and Noble, but I feel like, um, a place like Lemuria or, um, another similar, uh, store like that usually has some more obscure, more obscure, um, titles and some, uh, stuff that you won't find in a Barnes and Noble, um, which I, I really appreciate finding stuff like that like i've found a few books um on like fitz fitzgerald there that i never would have discovered had i not had i not do if i didn't go to bookstores like that um so that's that's pretty cool finding finding stuff like that um but um so I'm going to get back to reading Babel. I'm also reading um, some Greek uh, drama, mainly tragedies at the moment. Um, reading some Sophocles. I read Antigone. And then I listened to um, Arch Conspirator, which is a novella by Veronica Roth, who wrote the Divergent series, of all things. Um wrote a novella which is a retelling of Antigone um I thought it was pretty good it was um arguably too close to the original in a lot of ways um as far as plot points and um all of that I feel like which is good and bad I think um I don't really know what to expect from retellings like you could go so many directions with it and it they do she does change things up um at the end at least um a little bit um but if you've if you've read antigone which you should i think read the original before you read a retelling um especially if it's like a classic sort of situation i think it's um you don't have to of course um but I feel like it's it's beneficial and uh, interesting for comparison purposes, um, which is the only reason I really listen really listen to it. Um, it was sort of it was YA, but like YA that sort of uses it. It felt like it just YA that used curse words to kind of make it more edgy, um, which I I do not have a problem with curse words at all. It just, it was just kind of like one of those things I felt like they were just used for that purpose, which, you know, whatever. Um, what else was I going to say about it? I blinked again. Man, I'm not even, not even 30 yet and I'm already, I have a terrible short-term memory. It does not bode well. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so Babel, Antigone, um, slowly working my way through the, 
um, what we refer to as the Old Testament, um, the Hebrew Bible, um, King James Version, uh, just because it's sort of, for literary persons, it's the most widely known, widely read um, translation. Um, I'm also reading the Oxford Very Short Introduction to the Old Testament, which is super interesting, enlightening, uh, sort of dives into um, sort of the compilation a little bit. Um, in, in It's not super detailed, obviously. It's a very short introduction. It's not meant to be super detailed, but it does go into the compilation um, and the composition a little bit of some of the older books, who they're attributed to, um, who might have actually also potentially contributed, um, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, this is that part of the episode near the end where I'm just rambling away. So, um, Babel coming soon. Um, so if you're listening to this, go ahead, grab that read it and um we'll uh we'll get to that soon I'm trying to think what else i want to do soon you know i'm not going to i'm not going to do that I always say stuff i'm i'm fairly confident that i'm going to do babel and i'm going to leave it at that because if i just start naming other books that i will potentially not get to um, on the podcast ever, then I might just be disappointing people. And um, while I'm sure that happens frequently, that is uh, not my goal, obviously. So thank you for listening. Um, reach out to me, with, if, especially if you've read this book. But even if not, if you just want to tell me I suck or something, tell me you like what I do. I'd prefer the the latter, but the former is obviously an option for you. Um, but if you want to talk about bunny, please message me. I've got so many questions. I'm sure you have so many questions. Maybe we have some answer to the other's questions. Um, I'm sure I have an answer to many questions, whether it's almost certainly not the only answer and, um, very potentially, very possibly not even the best answer. So I'm going to try to read a little bit and go to sleep because I'm drinking coffee. That's a bad idea. Oh, but it's called cafe all that. I have to drink coffee, right? Um, that's what I tell myself just because I want to drink coffee an excuse to drink coffee at midnight. Um, but this has already been a pretty long episode. Um, closing in on an hour, I think. So I'm going to leave you guys here. Thanks for listening. And um, as always, until next time, keep on reading.